name is Steve Dickman, representing Outpost Centers International. And today we're bringing you a frontline report, recent report about things that are affecting people's lives, how people that have been displaced and are refugees from the Ukrainian conflict are being helped, how their lives are being blessed, and kind of the personal side of this too, how that's affecting the lives of volunteers. First of all, this uh, today I have Marcus with me. Marcus is with Adventist Help. Marcus, tell us about uh, how things are going there and uh, how Adventist Help is making some progress on helping the people that need it most. The amazing thing in, in all our work is that we get in contact with so many people we didn't know about before, Adventists, <laughs> non-Adventists. And often one person leads to another one who has a friend who knows someone. And uh, this morning I had a lady communicating with me and she said something like, uh, I have a, a way of transporting those 15 Swiss splints that we were donated to the frontline hospital that we met in Saporizhia when we were there. Now this uh, contact then uh, passed me on to another guy. He came before lunch, picked up those, those uh, splints and is taking them to Poland from where she has organized someone else to transport them to the place where they are needed. They are splints that are used if someone has a broken or damaged leg to stabilize it for transport. So that's really frontline stuff and uh, badly needed. I had a written request from the commander of the army hospital there. I asked him, can you use those? They were a donation from a Swiss firm who makes them. My son happens to be the, the manager there. And uh, I thought, yeah, it's great to have them, but of course they need to get to the place so they can do any good. So this seems to be working rather well whereas other issues usually take a lot longer to come to a completion. I was in Bern at the Ukrainian embassy and asked if they could ship it uh, for us. They had offered that service before, but I never got an answer back. I was there personally, so I'm glad we found some helpers who are willing to step in. People I didn't know before, and I don't know if I ever meet them again, but they were just there at the right time to do the things that are needed. And that has been my experience. God blesses, God guides time and again. And that's what keeps me going. That's what encourages me to even go through times when it's depressing and not, nothing seems to work out. So I'm looking forward to having those splints there and actually doing some work. Amen. Thank you, Marcus, for sharing that with us. We have Stephen Rinker with us, Dr. Stephen Rinker. Uh, as a dentist, he's been working with the Ukrainian refugees, displaced people in the city of Kahul there and uh, surrounding areas. Dr. Rinker, I know that this uh, has not been necessarily an easy journey for you, and um, but tell us a little bit about your personal journey and how you got to the point where you were engaged in, in this work of helping there with the displaced refugees from uh, from Ukraine. Well, thank you, uh, Steve. What I'll say is this, is that, and it will be short, um, that I was diagnosed with a major uh, tumor in my brain. And I had uh, surgery at uh, Stanford uh, last September and lost, you know, the use of my right eye. It's there, but the muscles, the muscle nerves don't 
aren't working. So our son called me about, oh, three, two months ago and said, dad, hey, you got to get your stuff together. We got to do something. <laughs> so <laughs> I went in and they got, I said, man, I don't even know that I can see out of my loops. You know, I, I just haven't even touched them. And so I went into my closet, got the loops, turned on the light. I didn't know with one eye I could see, you know, because they're converging lenses. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, I, I, I started laughing out loud. I said, man, I can see perfectly. <laughs> so, and the other thing is I, I have an elbow that's basically locked. That's another story I don't need to tell. But um, so honestly, I, I just, I did not know. And I did not tell my family whether I could really do it, uh, do the dentistry that uh, would be needing to be done. And so I took God at his word. Amen. Amen. And uh, he just never lets you down. <laughs> yeah, praise God for that. Yeah, uh, so it's, it's I was a, able to do everything, man. I was able to do surgical extractions and a whole nine yards. It kind of blew my son. Our youngest son went with us. He said, Dad, he says, you do it just great, man. And I said, yeah, it's, it's the grace of God. Uh, you know, in Acts, it says they saw the grace of God. And in this situation, we saw the grace of God. So the people we touched were, of course, you know, all different hues and everything else. And, uh, you know, it was just uh, the people, I can't say enough about uh, Abel and his wife, the pastor there. I'm telling you, they, they did, they went beyond in every aspect, set thing, you know, we were able to set things up and, and roll. So we left behind everything to do dentistry except for hand pieces and instruments. We had to take those back because I borrowed them because we sold our practice a while ago and I had to borrow all that and bring it. But uh, we, we bought a, a state-of-the-art compressor and we have, of course, our, our field units that were donated and chairs. And so everything's ready to go. And, and I would say to any, I would encourage any dentist to um, pray and ask God to show you you know, if this is, if this is for you, um, because I'll, I'll end this by saying that I knew Jesus Christ was the savior of the world. I knew he was the son of God. I knew he was a creator, but one thing I did not know up until recently is he's the greatest adventurer in the universe. You want adventure, you follow Jesus and he'll put you in an adventure. And so, uh, yeah, we were able to take care of a lot of patients and had great results. I, my son and I are changed again, you know? Amen. Yeah. Um, doc, Dr. Rinker, before, before we end this uh, little conversation here, let me just ask you another question. As you think about this experience and the people you served there and were able to help, is there anyone that kind of stands out in your mind as kind of this idea yeah. that God kind of set this up? Yeah, you know, it's hard. That's hard to answer because they all stood out in our minds. But I would say uh, the one that stood out in my mind was a young man. In fact, I sent the photo to Patty uh, Max. And Max is probably 13 years old, maybe, maybe 14. I forgot. And uh, at the end of taking care of his needs, you know, he asked me where we lived and, and, uh, and so forth. And then his mother, through interpreter, uh, said that he had been just because he had trouble with his lower uh, his lower right jaw and uh, other than the dentistry we did for him 
And I couldn't figure out what was causing the trouble because he kept pointing back here to his temporomandibular joint and so forth. And then his mother said that he had just been beaten up by, uh, by people, some kids or, or older kids in Moldova who didn't like refugees. And uh, that really touched our hearts. And so one of the things we did was I said, Max, you got an email? He says, yeah. I said, okay, write it down, man, because we're going to stay in touch. And we just let him know that he wasn't alone and we weren't just going to, you know, leave on our way and forget him. And that was, uh, that's one that stood out to me a lot. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing, Stephen, your personal testimony about how God is using you and how he has empowered you even under challenging circumstances to do his work there and to help yeah. those who have been, uh, or even in a very uh, terrible situation there in uh, refugees and those who have been displaced. And so thank you for sharing with us today. And um, just, I'd say, you know, I, I heard you say you need more dentists there. You need people to go in and help, but just speak a word from a personal standpoint to a dentist who's thinking about going, what would you say to them? Are you talking to me? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. I thought you were going to talk to Marcus. Uh, what I would say is this is uh, it's a, it's an amazing opportunity. Basically everything's set up. Uh, you need to bring your instruments, you know, um, your surgical instruments and, and so on and so forth. But as far as all, all the dental materials, composites, um, you know, disposables, everything else is there. And so you don't have to do that and, and or bring them. And so I would just encourage you to take two weeks or three weeks. Um, and it'll be some of the best time you've ever had in your life. Amen. Thank you. And we'll put up contact information for those of you who are interested in actually pursuing this and moving forward with it. We'll put up contact information so you know how to get a hold of someone that can help you connect and uh, bring you into the, the midst of this. Uh, when I say the midst of it, it's, uh, it's an opportunity there. Once you get there, I'm sure to, uh, to really uh, see God at, uh, at work there. So thank you for sharing. Um, Patty, I'd like to just have you uh, say a word about your camp project and uh, just maybe give some encouragement to our uh, those who are watching this report today on that project. Yes, we've all been really excited about the progress that they're making there at your camp. As you know, that's the Adventist camp there in Ukraine that has been converted over to an orphanage. They're housing orphans that were uh, evacuated from outside Kiev at the beginning of the war. And this is a long-term situation. The children are not able to go back to where they were. And there were tremendous needs. Uh, a building plan was undertaken and now is being implemented thanks to the contributions of our viewers. We're so grateful for what God is doing in pressing hearts. So the first installment of funds were taken over some time ago, maybe a month or so. And now uh, they have gone through those and the progress is great and they're ready for another installment of funds. And that is gonna be taking place very shortly. So this project is continuing and that'll put us at the halfway mark for our goal for that. So phase one is fully funded and we are so grateful for that, praising God and want to say thank you to our viewers. Amen. Also just Steve wanted to add about 
Uh, we're going to show a video about your camp, but just was thinking about the Moldova situation. And if people are interested in going over there, they can contact Marcus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll yeah. put up Marcus's contact info. So we want to make sure that people know who to contact. And then we'll, we're going to enjoy looking at this video that is just fresh yep. from your camp. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Patty. And thank you, Marcus and Adventist Health for organizing things. Uh, another one of our uh, connected ministries here is the Angelica Clinic. And uh, they have been doing some amazing work inside Ukraine and actually more towards the front lines there. And so we continue to pray for that ministry as well and everything that's happening there. And if you're a physician or a dentist and want to serve even a little closer into uh, the front lines and the needs there, we'll have their contact information as well. Uh, At this point, I wanna talk just a little bit about some ministries that are really on the front lines. I wanna talk about the ministry Vahid. It is a Ukrainian-based ministry that is, its focus is to minister to those who are really challenged mentally by the conflict. They have been discouraged, they have been depressed, they have been uh, looking for hope. And this ministry focuses on helping this group of people. It's called Vahid. We have a short video today to share with you about what's happening there, how God is blessing their ministry and helping people even under difficult circumstances. These people are operating their ministry in the midst of a war, really on the front line. So we need to continue to pray for this uh, this ministry and all that's happening there. Hi friends. Today I'd like to share about the continued ministry of Vehidye Rehab Center. In Ukrainian language, Vehidye means there is a way out an uplifting slogan for desperate addictions victims. Before the war began on the 24th of February, they had been dealing with addictions, drugs, alcohol, video games, sex, food, and others. However, when the war began, since they lived in Poltava city, about two hours away from the city of Kharkiv, they volunteered to evacuate its population, followed by providing mental health assistance for them. Mamadjanova Olena Srehivna, the city of Kharkiv, the house in northern Saldovka. The house was bombed. It was burned down, roughly speaking. There are only ruins in the place I lived. How did you live? Under the shelling. They fired. There is aviation, buildings are burning, everything's burning. Roughly speaking, we don't have the place to come back. The house was burnt on the 40th day. It doesn't stay anymore. We were saving children. Roughly speaking, we were saving children. How many? Five children. Five children. Five children and two adults, eight people. But it was very scary. The Russians were staying in our field. That's it. Thanks. Hello, I am Natalia Rudko. I am a psychologist of the Vihidia Center. My colleagues and I have been providing psychological help to the victims of war. They've suffered from the military assaults of Russia. 
We are providing our services both in Poltava city locally and online. Internally displaced people come to us with different problems, ranging from panic attacks to the loss of purpose in life. It is understandable when a person loses everything in one day and that not only a house, a car and other assets, but also oftentimes and unfortunately loved ones, relatives and friends, it gets difficult to find something solid, a foundation in life. And I've noticed that our work, or at least my work, covers different aspects. We work with body, we help people to control their body through breathing exercises, relaxation techniques, which are an urgent care, so to say. And we also work with meaning and purpose. I've been impressed the most by the stories of people who lost everything twice. Eight years ago, they had to leave their homes, successful businesses, their lives, because of Russian aggression in the eastern Ukraine. And now they have to do the same only in another place, different location, like Kharkiv or Slavyansk, which were peaceful, beautiful and flourishing cities until recently. In such cases, we are looking for deeper meanings, what could be a reliable foundation for them. Our work is valuable for the people, they continue asking for help, and we understand that our army of psychologists is important to help rebuild our beloved Ukraine. Thank you for your attention. Hi, my name is Svetlana. My family and I came to Poltava from Kharkiv city. Our house in Kharkiv was located at the outskirts of the city, and so it got under fire from the first day of the war. I came to work as a volunteer to the city stadium in Poltava, where I met Yulia, a wonderful psychologist. She not only heard our pain, but she helped to restore our emotional well-being, helped to avoid unnecessary aggression, and she also helped with our kids. She helped to understand how to organize their education at this time and how they can avoid hysterics at the present time. I anticipated practical help from these meetings and I have received it. So I appreciate Yulia's help very much. Hello, I'm Yelena, I'm from Kharkiv city. As many other Ukrainians, I left my country. I'm in France now. I spent a week in a basement and then made a decision to escape because I couldn't cope with that reality mentally. It was really hard mentally and physically but it got more difficult later, when I settled in a family of volunteers in France and I couldn't accept that I had no house, that I was alone, that I couldn't see my family, that my country was being destroyed. I couldn't accept that. This acceptance 
of what had happened and what they had done with us came later mostly due to free mental health services. I'm very grateful for that opportunity. It was very necessary for me and others like me. It is really a must-have because it is very difficult to cope with that alone. I couldn't. I am cordially grateful for that opportunity. I am thankful to this center, Vihidye, and my psychologist, Natalia. Vihidye is an Adventist mental health center working with addictions and trauma. They provide not only sound and professional mental health services, but also share Three Angels messages with their clients. They work closely with the Seventh-day Adventist Church in Poltava City and local pastors and elders serve as chaplains of their clients. You can support them to continue providing free mental health services locally and online at OCI's website. Friends, I know that uh, the Lord is at work here and he's using you. He's using you to help uh, generate interest and to sustain what is become kind of a backseat news item at this point. We're inviting you to share this report with your friends and your family that have the opportunity to continue to pray for the people in Ukraine and for those who are seeking help and seeking encouragement. And in addition to that, many of you have been generous. Your generosity has been a blessing in so many ways to the people there in Ukraine, to the ministries in Ukraine, to those needing food, to those needing shelter, to those needing a helping hand, medical attention, thank you so much for all you have done and continue to do. We just pray that God will continue to bless you and that as we partner together, we will see God continue to work and his blessings multiplied as we minister to those who are hurting because of this conflict. Thank you again for watching this video. We invite you to share it with others and to encourage them to get involved in praying and in giving and in helping in the front lines there for those who need help. Thank you again. God bless you.